Welcome to the counterculture segment of the Eastview Students High School Podcast, where every other week we'll discuss relevant cultural topics to encourage high school students in their faith. I'm your host, Zach Thompson, and I hope today's conversation challenges you, encourages you, and equips you in your walk with Christ. Without further ado, let's head into the episode. And welcome, everybody, to the counterculture segment of our Eastview Students High School podcast. My name is Cooper. If you guys joined us for our last counterculture episode, I was not here. Boo. I know. I was. <laughs> it's like one of those things like you get a cold <laughs> and you have to you have to miss work. Um, kind of a classic COVID scenario. Don't cough in class. I know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's like coughing is such like a taboo thing now. It's like if oh, you yeah. sneeze or cough. You know, yeah. anywhere you're like, well, somebody's going COVID. <laughs> I know. Even with the vaccines now, I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's still kind of like that. So, yeah, yeah. But hey, it's getting warmer out there. It is. Sun's it starting is. to shine a little bit. You know, the shorts are coming out. Summer is it's, is coming close. It's coming. And yes, our students, they're almost done. Yeah, like, just like a month left. Yep. Mm, yep. Come on. Almost I, there. I'm done with college too, which, hey, is, which is kind of exciting. Congrats, so, dude. I, yeah. I, uh, I resonate with the seniors, like, you know, fin- finishing up school and yeah, but you're also kind of rubbing it in their face for, because <laughs> you're done like three weeks yeah, earlier no. than them. Hey, so. that's the perk. I, I did my time. I did my time <laughs> in high school, so it was fun. I loved high school, but oh, anyway, so if you guys are just now joining us for the first time, uh, this counterculture segment, we talk a lot about, um, just different cultural topics and stuff that, um, that high school students encounter, right. you know, in their, in their daily lives and their daily walk with Christ. And so mm-hmm. we've got a really fun topic today that Zach will introduce in a second. And, um, just want to say, if you guys want to take a second and subscribe to our podcast, that way that next time that we have anything, um, come out, we have a lot of, a lot of really good topics that are going to be discussed in upcoming episodes. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. for some of the stuff. Yeah. And we really love, good. we love for people to, to subscribe and to stay, um, you know, stay up to date and all of that good stuff. So Zach, do you want to introduce our guest for today? Yeah. Well, it's someone we don't know super well. Yeah. Uh, not really. Just met him a couple of times. Yeah. Just, you know, no, I'm just kidding. This is <laughs> uh, today. We have the one, the only Matt McLean, hey. our uh, junior high pastor here. Yes, at East sir. You guys, you, you all know him. Yeah. Um, for so. sure. For sure. The only, which is a good thing. So the only, <laughs> but there's only one of me. That's great. Well, there's probably other Matt McLean's. That's true. There are. If you Google, actually, like I've Googled my name. Have you guys ever done that before? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. a, I'm a professional yeah. football player. There is actually a very, oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think I was like an offensive lineman. You're for also the a baseball Ravens. player for the Cardinals. Uh, huh. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So there's actually a very attractive Matt McLean out there and he's got a lot of shirtless pictures. Nice. Like when you Google me, it's <laughs> like one of the first things that comes up and I'm just like, oh, that's great. <laughs> nice. That's good. That's good. <laughs> that looks Which, good. Maybe that's how I got the job here. I don't know. Yeah. They, 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 this whole, the whole time they, yeah. they, they mistook you for the yeah, other Matt McLean. Right. I showed up for my interview. They're like, what in the world is this? guy there are they, they uh, were already too far kind of the fell process off the wagon a little bit <laughs> <laughs> well what we're talking about today is something i feel like is just all around high school and it's kind of just the scene that we're in and and something that i don't know can be controversial at times not really sure how to navigate like is it wrong is it not wrong uh how do we go about like doing these things and you're all like wondering what is he talking about here um, I'm, I'm going to, we're kind of going to highlight three things, uh, partying, drugs, and alcohol. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, light <laughs> stuff for the, the podcast <laughs> today, right. but I mean, like that's a part of the high school scene. Like our high school students, uh, oh, yeah. are around that or at least know about that. Mm-hmm. And 
whether maybe some of our students are like participating in some of these things or our students are like, I don't know how to respond to these things or to like help a friend that's dealing with these things. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we want to talk about it today. And so we wanted to bring Matt in to the conversation. So Matt, they know you pretty well, um, but I would just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe why you're here to talk about this topic. Yeah, that's good. Uh, so <clears throat> I guess there's always a story behind anybody's life, right? So like everybody has this perception of maybe who you are, who you think you know a person is. And for me, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, so you're a pastor at a church in the Midwest. So maybe your story is just like, this is how it's always been. But mm -hmm. uh, for me, like growing up, like I grew up in a, my family's parents were divorced, single mom life, um, and, and kind of created this atmosphere in this, this Southern Illinois town that I grew up in where I was kind of wrapped around this idea of who I wanted to be as a person and what my identity was. Um, I, I didn't know Jesus, like grew up in a Catholic church, kind of Catholic family, uh, started going to a Protestant church, my eighth grade year, didn't start following Jesus. I was baptized as a sophomore in high school, but I didn't start following Jesus until later in life. And a mm -hmm. lot of that, like in between those times, like high school was full of a lot of pressure and, and really like you talk about the party scene, you talk about alcohol, you got talk about drugs. Like oh, that was in my life all around me mm -hmm. constantly. And I think, you know, most people can say that unless they're in a bubble, um, like a really tight bubble. Yeah. And so even then, like it was, it was a temptation constantly, but there was something in my life that kind of like pushed back against that. It wasn't God. It wasn't like um, anything holy. It was um, the disappointment of my parents. Like I didn't want to get caught. And yeah. then it was also sports. Mm. Like if I got caught, then that means I would be suspended. Mm -hmm. And that means I didn't get to play the things that I wanted to play. So it was like these, these things that were kind of like, it was always social. Like there was these two social norms that were hitting against each other, being a part of the party scene or um, not being allowed to do what I wanted to do or being approved by the people that I wanted to be approved by. So, so that was kind of like the temptation and the frustration growing up. Like I wanted to be a part of like the scene that was allowing, you know, like partying and all that kind of things. But also like I wanted this other stuff too to happen. Um, so the interesting thing about that was I was pretty like, uh, I would drink a little bit in high school, but in places that I was for sure I wouldn't get caught. But once my, like my mom got remarried, so like the like the, the idea of like um, her being proud of me and, you know, like that kind of stuff kind of like withered away a little bit because of my stepdad was now in the picture. But then like football ended. And as soon as like my football career ended, um, like I was opening up a bottle. Mm -hmm. Like it was that quick, like that mm -hmm. night. Like I was like, okay, we're done with this. Okay, it doesn't matter what, what happens anymore. Boom, we're, we're done and we are on to this next scene. So I entered into this world of just straight, like um, all of that. Yeah, alcohol in my life, drugs in my life. Every, every weekend was some kind of party that I was going to. Yeah. Um, and really you thought, well, that's going to be like, okay, who I am and what I, I even had people coming around me being like, hey, this isn't who you are. Mm. I'm like, well, I think it's who I always was. I was just fighting it because of these other things. Mm. Um, Nothing holy within that. It was all like just other um, temptations right, that were right. just keeping me away from. So I, I think that that's like my background, at least from high school. Now I ended up going to going to ISU. Uh, I went to junior college first in my hometown. So that kept with that. 
uh, we used to call it um, a high school with ashtrays. Um, because you could smoke on campus, you know? So it was like this weird thing. Like everybody who went to my high school, like a majority of people went to this junior college. So, I mean, we have some of that here and even people that are listening. Um, but also like I went to ISU, I continued partying through ISU, through college um, and into ISU, even like got put on academic probation because I partied too much at ISU. Mm. It takes a lot to flunk out of ISU and I mm-hmm. did it, you know? Wow. Um, so it wasn't until... Like when you, when faith interacts with this, I had some friends in my life that were inviting me into some of their Christian communities and like, I was, I was okay with it, but it wasn't until like it was, um, new years. Um, and I was drunk, just so drunk, puking blood. I had alcohol poisoning. I just remember looking at the mirror and seeing myself in the mirror and just audibly like hearing God say, like, I have so much more for you than this. Mm-hmm. And that's how my story shifted wow. in that moment. Like yep. I just remember like in that moment, like everything changed. So, so that's kind of like why I think you guys invited me on here, I guess, uh, <laughs> is this idea that, that that's a part of my past. You know, everybody has a past and a story and that's, that's mine is um, a lot of this. So, mm. man, that's, I think that's cool too, yeah. just to hear like everything changed when a moment you're looking yourself in the mirror and you're by yourself and you're at an all-time low. All-time low. Because, I mean, I think sometimes students either have been in that spot before, they have friends that have been in that spot, and they're like, how do I help my friend out of this situation? Or, like, how do I get them help? Like, Or how do I get out of this spot? And sometimes it's it's just like God does something in you, you know, in a moment. And maybe a student feels pressure that like, I got to get my friend out of this spot. And like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of pressure to be like, I got to fix my friend's life. Right. Right. Um, but for something like you, Matt, you were, you know, in a bathroom by yourself mm-hmm. and like, this is not what I should be doing. This is, yeah. I got us so much more for me. And that's when God can intervene and do that. Um, I want to talk a little bit just overall partying, drugs, alcohol scene, uh, what kind of stuff did you learn from it? Just like in the moments where you were struggling with those things, were there things that you look back on and you're like, man, I like, I learned about what that scene looks like. What's, what's bad about it. Um, maybe moments where you're like, man, this is not what I should be doing. Yeah. Well, why, why do you do that? Um, and I, I would say that looking back on it now, like the main reason I was involved in that stuff um, was not because it was a struggle, but because it was a sin that allowed me to separate myself from the feelings, the life, Mm. the emotions, everything that I was living. So everything that was about alcohol for me was all about this idea of what can I do to numb myself, Mm. to take away the pain of everything that's going on around me and also to insert myself socially into a scene that I so desperately think I need. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was the same with drugs. Like I I remember um, the first time like I did drugs and I just remember that feeling of being like, there's something different about this that takes me away from the emotional hardships that I'm going through. So, Mm. so for me, everything was a gateway to something numb um, yeah. every, every, I think most addictions are that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, that's exactly what it was. I did not drink to, um, enjoy, like I would drink like the hard stuff. You know, I didn't drink beer. 
you mm-hmm. know, because beer didn't do anything to me. So it was just like, give me whatever will take me away from this emotion and this world that I'm in right now. Just take me somewhere else. Yeah. So, and I think that's the whole scene for me with that. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for sharing, man. Like really appreciate that. And, um, just, it's, it's, I think it's helpful too, for, for students to hear that because I mean, they see that like, you know, we have a lot of respect for you and, we, we, we see that God can take that situation and turn that into something just has, he's just done a really cool work in your life. Right. And, um, and so my, I, our next question is, um, is kind of more student oriented. So with, <clears throat> with, uh, with partying, you know, high school students, a lot of them, um, probably have access. Yeah. I don't know about COVID right now. I would assume that, you know, that partying didn't completely stop, um, over COVID, but with partying, what should students like be attentive to? Like if they're, if they know that there's going to be alcohol at a party, should they still go? Like if they know that somebody's going to be smoking weed, like there's going to be weed at a party, like should they still go and be a light at that party or should they completely like kind of avoid any type of scene that's, that would be like that? Yeah, it's tough because you want to say like, well, can you trust yourself? Right. So that's like one of the first things, like maybe a parent or even somebody would say it, but I would push back on that and say, well, I don't know if anybody can really trust themselves Mm. like in a circumstance like that when there's something put in front of them that could be like, it's right there. Right. You know, and then you have to ask yourself, and even when you get in the mindset of like a 15 year old or a 17 year old, it's like, um, have your, um, emotional stability and your decision-making reached a point where you can honestly say, yeah, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Now, now there's some people that are listening to this could be like, well, I, I can do that. I can, you know, but so then you have to ask the question, well, why would you want to be a part of that? Mm. Like, what what is your motives or what are your motives? Like, um, is there something around you that's just like, well, if I can go there, I can be a, you know, I can show Jesus to other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, is that a, is that a true motive or is that just something that you want to do? Right. It's like an excuse. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll go to this, I'll go to this party and just to show Jesus to people. But that in reality- that's not really why you're wanting to go. Yeah. Well, and, and if, you're, if your indicators are, will someone still want to call me or text me to hang out? Like if I say no to this, like what does this do? When, when, I, stopped, yeah. when yeah. I stopped partying, there were three weekends in a row, and I remember them so, so vividly in my mind, sitting in my room, my dorm room at ISU, and people stopped calling because I stopped saying yes. Oh, wow. Mm. So I immediately moved from um, this guy to this other guy. Mm. And I just remember like, I'm a social person. I just remember sitting in my room, it's quiet, dark, just saying, God, I want to go back to that. Yeah. You need to do something here um, because I'm, I'm, I, I want that social aspect. I want that acceptance. Right. And so some of it, I think is even a trust that God's going to even take care of you when you say no. Yeah. Um, believing that he's got you in all situations and circumstances. Mm. Yeah. I, really I mean, I would speak super practically to this too. Matt, you mentioned that like that you maybe asked, do you trust yourself? Mm. I, I would, I would also ask, do you trust everyone at that party? Oh shoot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because so-called friends. let's be real. Yeah. You're probably not going to know every single person that's going to be at this thing. And, and man, like high schoolers can be awful sometimes. Mm. And, you know, you could be in a really dangerous situation. Another thing too is like, 
if that party gets popped, guess what? You're getting in trouble because you're there. Yeah. So there's another thing. And then just speaking personally from my life, um, I would go, I would go to parties with, uh, high school friends and people invited me to them when I knew there wasn't going to be alcohol there. Like mm-hmm. I, I asked, I'm like, is there going to be alcohol at this party? If they told me, yes, I wouldn't go. Um, but if they said no, and I trusted that I would go, but here's the thing. I went to a couple in high school and we're there hanging out and it's fine. And then someone breaks out a case of beer and I go, peace out people. Oh yeah. Um, and sometimes I, like I would encourage you, like our high school students to be like, if there's alcohol there, it's time to go. It's time to go. You were, so, so what made you stop from going? Like what made you say, okay, there's, you know, there's alcohol there, but my friends are there. Like, what were the things that you're just like, yeah, that's not for me. Because, um, I did not want my name and my reputation associated with that. That's good. Um, Mm. I wanted me, I wanted people to look at Zach Zach and say, that guy doesn't go and party with, with these people and out where, or there's alcohol and like, because that immediately creates Why, why does Zach do that? Mm. Why, why does Zach not go party when there's alcohol? Like, what's the reasoning? Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are conversations that people have with me, like, why don't you do that stuff? And it's interesting how, how, you know, I think high schoolers can also be very understandable too. Oh yeah. I had a lot of really good friends that totally understood where I was coming from. Completely. So I wouldn't be completely discouraged by that and thinking that everyone's going to just ice, like isolate you and just completely shove you away. Like that was not the case for me. Yeah. And if that's the case that you shouldn't want them to be your friends anyway. Right. Like I remembered that like Mm. from those moments, like why do I want these dudes in my life if they're going to shun me because I won't, you know, yeah. do shots with them. Right. That's not fun. That's yeah. not cool. Right. I mean, that's, not, that's not friendship. No, it's not. Not at all. And I think sometimes what we do, and high school students even will say, I want so badly for those people to want to like me. And they're not even people that really you should have in your life in the first place. Mm. You know? And yeah. you got to ask why. Why do you want them? So let's talk about alcohol in general. Um, you know, I think maybe some of our students are wondering, like, is alcohol sinful? Like, um, I mean, what if, what if I'm drinking, like I, I hear drunkenness is sinful, but like, what if I go and just have a drink? Um, you know, is that, is that wrong? If I'm just having a drink with some friends and it's kind of just a social thing, I'm not doing it to get blackout drunk. I'm just like socially drinking with my friends in my friend's parents basement. Um, Mm. Oh, the the friend's parents basement. (laughs) Yeah. That's the classic. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Way to go, mom and dad. Well, as long as you're safe. Yeah. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> that was a joke, guys. That was a joke. Uh, good. Okay. I, I, so I kind of maybe get a little weird here, but uh, any anytime something is, is breaking the law like I, I, or using it as a gateway to numb something in your life, mm. I, I think, yes, then, yeah. then that's been when it becomes a sin. Yep. And and if somebody would say, well, I just like the taste, I, I would really push back on that. Mm. Because first of all, alcohol doesn't taste good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> there are a lot of other things that you can taste that that would make you think like, oh, that tastes a lot better. So anybody that's, I just like the taste. It's like, well, you know what? Like, why? Like, what is this? Like, yeah, it's well, usually, it's probably deeper than just... 
oh, I simply just like the taste, yeah. you know, because you could just always drink something else, like you said, that tastes good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what what is your what are your motives behind this? Because I think that's where the sin aspect comes into also. Mm-hmm. Um, is what are you doing? Are you doing it to to numb yourself? Or are you doing it because you think it makes you look cool? Or you you know you might be saying, well, I don't want to get drunk, but there are these other elements to your life that that maybe push you up to a level that that you don't feel as good. Mm. So so even like saying, you know, like you can compare that to anything. Like, well, I don't watch pornography, but I'm watching all of this other stuff that is basically porn, mm-hmm. you know, and it's yeah. leading you to something else. Yeah. You know, so like if you're drinking just to drink, it's probably leading you to, towards something else. Mm. That's, that's that, I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense to everybody. But. No, it does. And I, I want to reiterate, like, any high schooler considering drink like that is illegal. Yeah. You cannot drink and that is breaking the law. So boom, mm-hmm. like no, that you. Yeah. And there's scripture that points to that too. Romans 13 talks about how God has appointed, um, you know, government officials. And so that we are to adhere to their authority. And, you know, I mean, I think that to a point, like if it's, I think that the only time I would think that that scripture can be, not question, but can be, I don't think that scripture applies to like oppressive laws, but I think when it comes to something as simple as drinking, you know, I think that, you know, we should adhere to scripture and, um, and, and that kind of stuff. And, and Matt, so, uh, as far as like drinking, like as far as drinking in general, so you're 21 or older, any problem with drinking, having a drink or two? Yeah. Kind of goes back to that whole idea. What's the purpose? Like what's, what's your why around it? Like for me, so I grew up, my my grandparents were alcoholics. Like I have alcoholism in my blood. Mm. I was an alcoholic. Like I know that. So if I would walk into a place and somebody would put a bunch of alcohol in front of me, you know, I would look at it and be like, that's not going to end well for me, mm-hmm. even as 41 year old, yeah. you know? Um, so I haven't been drunk for a long time because I've been able to set myself up to, to ask the question, why? Like, why would I want to drink this? Yeah. Well, I am old enough. So yeah, maybe I'll have a drink, but I have to ask myself, what's my purpose for what I'm doing? And I think sometimes that if I set that purpose in my head, then, then that directs me a little better. Yeah. So I think that's good. We want to switch gears a little bit here and talk about drugs. So I think... When we're talking about drugs, I think the most, the easiest one to um, to talk about is marijuana. So it is now legal, as you guys know, to to smoke weed. And, um, you know, we have stores in town even that you can easily go and get some, you get edibles, um, you know, whatever. And so Matt, what do you think is it? Um, so now that it's legal, so we've talked about how, you know, Drinking, yeah, underage drinking of things. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and I know you can't smoke weed till you're 21 anyway. So there's also that aspect of it. Um, but if weed is legal, why is it still, why do we still think that it's wrong to smoke weed? Yeah, that's really good. Because I, I, it goes back to the what I said previously. Like what, what's the why behind this? Are you using it as a numbness or a way to find yourself um, relying on something to help you mm-hmm. sa- be satisfied? Because I think that's really what a lot of, like drugs do is that they take you to a place where you feel satisfied and and that really separates us from, you know, humans and God, like saying, okay, my satisfaction is in you alone, Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, like everything I am is because of you, Lord. Well, if we say like, well, everything you, but I'm also going to smoke some weed, 
You know, I, I just think that that's right. where it gets into a little technical of like, okay, is this a sin? Well, I, I believe it is. Mm, yeah. Um, so that, that would be me. Uh, but also like you asked the question too about weed, like you got to be qu- careful with what you're doing because just because something says it's okay for you doesn't mean it is. Mm-hmm. I, I smoked weed once with this guy and it was laced with LSD. He didn't tell me. Oh, wow. And it was awful. Like mm. it could have killed me mm. um, in a way because I, I did so much of it. And I had this like five day high and it wasn't, it wasn't okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, wow. So I, I just think that there's so much within the drug industry, even though now we say, yeah, there's all these places that are popping up, these dispensaries. Well, obviously it's okay. That, that's not because there's so much um, darkness underbelly within this. That I don't think it's healthy for us even. Yeah. And I think if you're like, you are totally getting at the point of, you know, Jesus says in the scripture that if, if you're running to things of the world to find satisfaction, like that is sin. Cause you're running to, cause you can put this with anything you, you talk about if you're just running to weed, to get numb, to just like be in this high, like don't have to think about the world, get away from any pain. Like what, right. like, same thing would apply for alcohol. Like if you, you're coming home from work after a long day, it's like, man, it's been a long day. I just need a drink. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a wrong way to consume alcohol. If you can even think about that with overeating food, mm-hmm. um, you're like, man, I'm so upset right now. I'm just going to down a whole sleeve of Oreos mm-hmm. to just like feel better. Like, yeah. That, I mean, that's like a whole core issue. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it, it, it's a lot more, that's really good. Cause it's a lot more than just drugs and alcohol. That's right. 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 I mean, in pornography, you know, um, and I think another thing in scripture, uh, and I wrote down some scriptures here, but, um, you know, Galatians or first Corinthians six talks about not letting, not being mastered by anything. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, smoking weed has THC mm-hmm. and creates an altered state of mind, yeah. which I believe, I believe is anti-biblical. Um, and there's several reasons, you know, the Bible talks about not getting drunk, um, because it leads to debauchery, not getting drunk, um, says it several times. And I think um, the biggest issue with that is that it, I mean, you lose, you lose your ability to be in control. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is the, that is something that I continually see. It's like, that is huge, a huge problem mm-hmm. with, you know, smoking weed, doing drugs, like, because you are no longer like in control yeah. basically. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it's, it's, it's totally that. And some people listening to this podcast would say, well, that's the kind of life that I want. I mean, that was my story. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to be taken away from something that was happening in my life. Mm. And the best way I knew about that, I, I remember like sitting in the room once and some dude takes out cigarettes and this little bottle starts dipping the cigarettes in the bottle and like we're all huffing these cigarettes and it's taking me away. And I'm like, this is the greatest experience I've had. Come to find out the next morning, we were sucking on um, v, VCR cleaner. Like the oh stuff gosh. that you would like, you know, put, I know VCRs. What's a VCR? Well, <laughs> it's old. All right. But this shows, but like, you know, you would clean out like the dust and yeah. the rust of a VCR with this stuff. And we were huffing that. And I just remember like thinking in that moment, like, man, this is what I need to take me away, you know, but, but really student, if you're listening here and you're just like, yeah, I need something to take me away. Like that, that's not the, the direction to go. The direction is not to go towards things and substances and drugs, alcohol, any of those things that would take you away from the pain that you're going through. You need to direct yourself towards what Jesus is doing and trying to help you um, renew and redeem who you are as a person. 
That's right. And can I just pause and say, like, this is countercultural. Yeah. This is why oh, we totally. call this podcast counterculture. Because yeah. the world is going to say and advertise these things. Oh, yeah. That, Absolutely. That this is what you want. You want to run away from the world. You want to have fun. You want to live just an awesome life, mm-hmm. carefree. Like, go to these things. Yeah. This is countercultural. Yeah. All right. Following Jesus is countercultural. Yeah. And people are going to look at you choosing not to smoke weed, not to go to parties, not to drink alcohol and like, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. And it's like, boom, there's the opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. let me tell you why. Like I prioritize my satisfaction in Jesus, not my satisfaction in getting high, getting drunk, Yeah, you know, fitting in in parties. Absolutely. And I think Matt, I mean, your story too shows just how much grace there, there is, you oh, know, gosh, like yeah. there is so much grace, yeah. you know? And, yep. and I think that if students are listening and they've, they felt tempted, they've, they've struggled with drinking, they've, um, you know, they've done drugs of, you know, whatever. Um, like it's not anywhere close to too late for them. Jesus is still pursuing them. Jesus still wants to have a relationship with them. And that goes for any sin, obviously. I know we're talking about drugs and alcohol right now, but um, you know, just because somebody is caught up in those things does not mean at all that they're too far away from the grace of God. Right. So last question here for you, Matt, and just to kind of talk about this. So we talk about in ECU students every day that every it's an everyday process of following Jesus. And sometimes, you know, fighting these temptations to, to want to participate in these things, it, it becomes an everyday thing. So what would you say practically for someone that maybe really struggles with the temptation to smoke weed, to drink alcohol, to party all the time? What would be your encouragement for them on how to fight that temptation? What are practical things they can do? And then number two, let's say our students don't really struggle with that, but they have a friend that does. Yeah. What do they do as a friend to kind of, I don't know, it may steer them in the right direction, help them through this. What would you say? Mm -hmm. That's good. The first one I, I think so much of who we are is who we're around. Um, yeah. So so the people that you are with in your life, mm. where are they taking you? Uh, so I had some friends in high school that even though we were pretty straight edge for a good portion of our high school career, uh, they started down a path too as I started down a path. And so we did not have a, a, a friendship unit that, that was able to fight against the temptation. So the question I would say is who, who are you around right now? Yeah. Like what, what, what's your, what's your group of friends? What oh, yeah. are they telling you to do? If you don't feel right about this, like you doing that, then you'd probably need to either address that with your friends or try to find a new friend group. That's mm, good. It's um, really good, man. Cause those people will be your first line of defense. And I think about this girl, Andrea, who I was really good friends with, came up to me and said, what are you doing with your life right now? Like in high school and yep. it was a mess and I didn't listen to her. So that's another thing. Do you mm. have people that you're going to listen to mm. in those moments? Um, if you have a friend, if you're that person, you know, if you're that Andrea and somebody in my life, um, how, how do you do this? I, I think that you need to have really clear and concise conversations mm. with that person in a moment when they're not inebriated, when they're not high, yep. when they're not, upset, um, when, when life is not falling apart, um, just asking those questions, Hey, what's going on? Cause here's what I see. This is what I see of who you are. And this is where I see of where you're going. If you stay on this path, this is where you're going. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so like having those questions and if they push back and they're just like, I'll oh, forget you. I don't need you in my life. Don't give up on them. 
Mm. Like continue pursuing them really good. And, and asking that question, what's going on? You know? yeah. um, and I think there's a difference too in maybe a friend that you know is following after Jesus and, and a friend that doesn't follow Jesus. Yeah. I think that's a different conversation because yeah. they don't, like they don't understand the gospel and what Jesus teaches. And so for you to condemn someone that maybe isn't a follower of Jesus and to say, this is like, that's not, that's not really your job no. to call them out mm-hmm. on that. Now, if it is a brother or sister in Christ that, you know, is like maybe as in your small group or a part of, you know, church here at ECU, then it's like a, a job of like calling them out and saying, Hey, this is not what God calls us to. Yeah. But if there's someone living outside of that, that's not really your job to say, Hey, get your life together. You, you're not doing like, because they don't understand and they're not yeah. following, they're, they're not following after what Jesus teaches. So. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I mean, you, as a Christian, you can offer somebody else tough love, you know, like yep. say it in love, but say also like, I'm, you know, I'm concerned, concerned for you, concerned for your future. And yeah, that's good. I think that's a big part is the concern, like mm-hmm. concern over condemnation. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Care yeah. over condemnation especially when they don't know who Jesus is, trying to approach them and just say, hey, this is what I see. Mm-hmm. And this is where I'm this is where i worried about you. Yeah. Um, wow, I love it. Great, great stuff, Matt. Thanks for yeah. sharing the, oh. you know, your wisdom and life experiences. And um, hopefully our students can just really take away some nuggets from there. Little um, nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Little, little nuggets on little, how to... Little chicken nuggets. <laughs> nuggets. Little chicken nuggets. Well, you know, uh, chicken nuggets is a great segue. Is it? It, it is. I don't know. <laughs> I think it is. We do something every week called Funniest Thing That Happened to You This Week, and we've got a jingle. We have finalized we have the jingle. jingle. So uh, All right. let's, let's, uh, play let's play it. Should we? Here we go. Funniest thing that happened to you this week. This week. I like that. The end. That's good. I'm going to have to turn that up in post. I don't know. I liked it. Well, thanks. I thought it was good. Yeah, we we recorded it and we started dying laughing, but Cooper decided to finish it out. It was great. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, Matt, you got funniest thing that happened to you this week. So... I, I don't have anything that's funny. That's that right. Yeah, yeah. Week. You were sharing all about yeah, high school. I, so share us, share a, like a, a piece or a story from high school. For, first thing. day of high school. Have I told you my first day of high school story? I don't think so. Okay. First day of high school, uh, Mount Carmel High School, go, go Aces. Um, I was walking <laughs> down the hallway. Senior, It's like a senior hallway. Like So it was me as a freshman walking down these giants all around me. And I just see this, I see this opening. I'm going to be late to class. So I'm like, oh, I'll just pass these guys and then I'll be able to cut in front of them. And as I was passing around them, I just saw a driver's ed instructor. So and like, it's like, <laughs> and it all went slow motion. I just found myself laying on the ground in somebody's puke. Oh, like somebody no. Yeah, somebody oh had thrown up gosh. like a few minutes earlier. And that's why there was a bottleneck because uh, everybody was trying to get around it. And I'm just like, I'm going to get late to class. So I went, <laughs> went around it. This was your first day? First day. First day. And then <laughs> they made me like the, the, like the teacher made me go to class. Uh, like, so I didn't even get to clean up. So, so you I, smell like puke oh, all yeah, class. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. So that was like, so around me was like all these senior football players. And like, I come to practice like freshman year from freshman practice. But it was the same time as our varsity team. And they all saw me and they're like, it's puke. Who's <laughs> puke. And that became my nickname. My freshman no, year. Oh yeah. my. It's like yeah. Andrew from the office. Yeah. <laughs> what a nightmare. Oh, it was terrible. Oh yeah, my so, gosh. Well, I can't possibly compete with that. No. Uh, 
I'm just going to go real quick. Funniest thing that happened to me this week, this week is that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to leave the Packers. <laughs> that is awesome news for me as a Bears fan. That's super funny. Yeah, that is hilarious. And they, and we drafted Justin Fields. So I'll wow. be laughing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. you're going to be laughing when you're watching him on Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, short and sweet for me. All right, funniest thing that happened to me this week. I was at a 90s theme birthday party with one of our friends. And so we had to dress up like in nineties gear. Yeah. And so I had no idea like what to do. So I was like looking <laughs> like on the internet, like on Pinterest and all those things. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I was born in 96, so I kind of vaguely remember like maybe how people dress, but the nineties best four I, months of my life. So I saw this outfit that I'm like, Ooh, that's like golden. And mm. so I go, I'm like, my dad's got to have something like stored away somewhere in boxes. <laughs> and so I go and uh, I find just the perfect fit, mm. the jean shorts, okay. the white, like beater t-shirt, <laughs> uh -huh. and then the, uh, like windbreaker, old yeah. colorful windbreaker. Yes. And then the tall white socks and like <laughs> the dad shoes. And the funniest thing about that was that was like, what it wasn't stored away in boxes. <laughs> My dad like wore those jean shorts no. last week. Yes. He had the windbreaker hanging up like right by the door. It's like you wore this you wore that. like That's two hilarious. days ago. That's good. That's, good. <laughs> That's awesome. My, yeah. my favorite 90s outfit, I wore white jean shorts with brown shoes Ooh. and a silk button up shirt. Mm. That sounds like it something you want to wear now. Black, black. It was like oh black, my, black, black silk, white jean shorts, <laughs> nice. brown shoes. Oh, so good. That's awesome. I, I didn't date much. I didn't <laughs> I didn't in the '90s. <laughs> the 90s. Tur turtlenecks. Wore a lot of turtlenecks. Oh, it was man. great. All right, well, students. Uh, if you're still with us, super glad you joined us. Uh, I hope this podcast was good for you guys. Uh, feel free to share it on your social media accounts and give us a subscription, subscribe, like the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time for what's going to be another great topic. Man, we've got some good ones coming forward. Oh, yeah. so you're not going to want to miss it. So we'll catch you in a couple weeks. All righty. See you guys. Peace. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the conversation, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSN or join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our high school service. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.